Orale! What's up, homies? In this episode, we talk about Wu-Tang and American Saga and the new western on Netflix, The Harder They Fall. You don't want to miss this one. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's right, bitch. Record that shit. Orale! What's up, homies? Welcome to the Chino and Homeboy podcast. I'm joined today by my fellow hosts, Chino and Hate Jones. Konnichiwa, bitches. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, gang. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. <clears throat> All right, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna get some business out the way real quick. All right, okay. listen, I know motherfuckers at least listen to six minutes of this shit, and like you know, three of the three or four of those minutes are like listen to my ass and then listening to the intro music. So listen up. If we get to hundred subscribers, tell your peoples, everybody gets a discount, right? But we gotta hit hundred subscribers. I will put the discount code in the comments section uh when we hit 100 subscribers but we can't do that unless you motherfuckers talk to your peoples and get them to subscribe you heard son all right now you can go to our merch shop at www.chinoandhomeboy.myshopify.com right now see what you like it's all cannabis oriented right now but we got more designs in the uh what is it uh what did we call it um in the in the in the chamber right you know, right. So, you know, room. you know, exactly. Yeah. You know, we got designs in the chamber. We got designs in the war room. You know, we're working on some shit. So <laughs> tell your peoples, get to 100 subscribers, 20 percent discount in our shop. You heard right, son. 20 tell them, son. Discount. Tell them. Word is bond. Word is bond. <laughs> you heard God? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you got to say it with a New York accent or something. I know. Man. I can't. I'm West Coast though, so it's it's, it's kind of hard to do. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of business to take care of, um, I just want to give a shout out to the Spider Kid. Uh, he's probably uh, gonna be listening to shit. So there you go. This your shout out, bro. Now push me like crack. That's right. Tell your peoples. <laughs> anyway, that, that's that's all I got. All right. Hey Jones, you got anything? Hey Jones. Nope. Nope. Uh, his his mic is still muted. You're still muted, son. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we are going Wu Tang today. <laughs> now, uh, uh, you know what? The only me- media update. Um, I recently watched uh, the Harley Fall. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I don't believe it li- lived up to the hype. The what? The harder they fall. It was a black oh. western. Oh, okay, all right. All star cast. Um, great actors. Great acting. Uh, script. 
not so much. <laughs> right. not, not, not that it's a horrible script, right? Yeah. Like literally, it was it was like um going to a buffet. Right. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of shit you like, but you don't get enough of any of them. Right. right. You know? So like you get you got Idris Elba. He right. he he was the primary part of the advertising. So I thought this nigga was a lead character. Right. Comes out, no, this nigga's the villain. I was like, <laughs> I thought we was gonna be killing white people. Like Django and Chain? <laughs> Not necessarily Django and Chain, but just in general, like niggas in the West breaking out of jail. Yeah. The white man coming for you, and we gonna kill them all. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, like, a, a, what do you call the, a, a, the what? What do you call a what now? You, you cut out there. Like, who? Like, young guns. <laughs> oh, like young guns. Okay, right. Young guns. <laughs> all right, yeah. yeah. With, uh, that's the one with the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Emilio Emilio Estevez, uh, brother Emilio Estevez. Estevez, that's right. Sorry, Estevez. Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips, son Chavez. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yep. Che, che, was it? Uh, that's right, Chevato. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. Lou shit. Diamond I love Phillips. That. Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips, the Mexican Filipino. Right. Well, he's not even Mexican. He's like Irish Filipino or some shit like that. I. Yeah. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, and then you know the the other. Oh, was it uh, Dermot Mulroney was in that too? Yes, yes, he was. Dermot yeah. Mulroney was. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they in the spirit role, dumbass. They can't say yes. Remember that? <laughs> that was him. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That shit was tight. I love that shit. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Speaking of uh, westerns and black people, like, didn't Mario Van Peebles have a western? Like, I just, I just asked Jamie, and yes. he said that in 1993 he had a western called Posse. You watched? Yes, that? he did. Yes, I did. I went to the theaters to watch it. I did not watch that because you know it was 1993. I we were in high school, and uh, my mom had a thing about you know if we go to the movies to watch anything, it's to watch the devil. So, you know. Nah. <laughs> no, I, I I never walk, heard. Walk of this my ass movie. right over. I walk my ass right over to the alley. And saw that shit for five bucks. Man, oh yeah, the Allen was a shit man. And yeah. uh, back in the day, uh, Southgate had a uh, a small theater the way Quentin Tarantino now has a, a small theater in Beverly Hills uh, that was called the Allen, and you could watch uh, movies at a discount after they'd done their uh, their uh, theater run. It'll go to the island and you can spend five dollars instead of nine dollars to watch that shit. You know, all day press. No, they no, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. Um, back then, I don't even think they were um late because I saw like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Posse. I saw all those movies on time. They were just cheap there. Really? Is it is is the island so still up? One uh, one movie theater. Yeah. This is in Los Angeles. Um, I haven't been eight in decades. Hmm. Yeah. And it, it yeah. was like the neighboring grew up. Right on. Right on. Yeah, because well. there, there's a there's a similar theater like that um in um Hawthorne, not too far from El Camino College. There's just a one 
a one room theater and they still sell uh on time movies it, oh yeah a, uh, at the everything was a double feature it's permanently mm. closed man oh shit, that sucks yeah. yeah man i don't even know if it's still there like it, it says permanently closed so but yeah the allen used to be the place to go man that was a, that was a good spot yeah so um, yeah yeah but 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 the movie's How- heavily stylized um the acting is, is is on par and above there's a there's a nice twist at the end um but i just left the movie kind of unsatisfied what's the name like, of this I feel movie like the harder they fall okay okay you know right. it, it just felt like um from who became the lead character it was just like i'm cool with him but then they have all these like all the characters in the movie are based off of real black cowboys and outlaws that exist hmm. in real life not all of them were outlaws some of last year man so loosely bait lost you again can y'all still hear me uh, uh yeah i can hear you i can hear you i, I can still hear you yeah, right. yeah um, your mic your mic keeps cutting in and out there's something about your signal because uh you look uh your your hey, yeah your, my, your, your my internet fuzzy. signal let, let let me let me switch over to bitch better have my money <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> Now, while Hey Jones is doing that, I have a question uh, specifically to you, uh, homeboy, because you're you're in the business, right? Yeah. Um, and you're a you're a writer. So, uh, in your opinion, is is there a way to overcome a bad script? Like, can you overcome that with, you know, uh, a fucking magnificent performance from the actors with uh, a bad can, script? Yeah, bad script. Or maybe, you know, like heavy editing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, is, is there a way? So what what things can you do, if there are any, to overcome a badly written script? script? Uh, so I'm one of those people, right, where it doesn't matter, you know, how bad the script is. You could always make it good, right? As long right. as it's got like a, a good basic premise. You know what I'm saying? If it's got a good premise, then you know it'll uh, it'll uh, uh, you can you could fix the script. Like I remember there was a there was a, a script that I read in, while I was working for El Norte Productions, and it was written by Lalo Alvarez, who is the cartoonist for La Cucaracha, right? Uh, our lawyer, our lawyer knows uh, knows this guy personally and uh we should talk to him about getting him on the pod you know what i'm saying all right but um he wrote a script called taco truck right and i read it and i thought it was funny you know like it's supposed to be a comedy i thought it was funny it had it had funny moments in it and i thought the and i thought the concept was pretty hilarious you know and it touched on a lot of like immigration issues and shit like that so you know, it wasn't it wasn't just, you know, all slapstick shit like it actually had some kind of it had it had some shit to say, you know, right. um, kind of like born. I was, you know, born in East L.A. Right. And ah, so. Right, right. So uh, they're like, yeah, we're going to pass on this. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Like it's got and this was back back in the early 2000s. You got to understand. Right. This was like in the year 2000. <laughs> You know, uh, before I joined the Navy, 
and uh, right. went to war and became an Iraq war veteran, you know, badass motherfucker. <laughs> um and they passed on it and she actually told me like the, the the producer there the tv producer who was working on it or was i wasn't even working on it just passed it to me so i could read it she was like we handed this to someone at like warner brothers or paramount or some shit and and the guy you know the fucking studio head or whoever the fuck it was says i would rather have cancer than produce this shit and i'm like man that's harsh that dude must be white as fuck. <laughs> right? Damn. Like, did you have to say all that? Like, a no could have been great. You know, it could have been good. Like, to you have know, to be all that shit? And I'm like, you can't Worse be than cancer? Can't be constructive, kid? Shit, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, man. So, so yeah. But I actually liked it. Like, if I've honestly, you know, uh, had that script, I would be like, yeah, I would love to make this shit. You know, we're going to have to do we're going to have to make some tweaks, right? Like we might have to make the dialogue a little more snappy, right? Cause that's one of the things that I noticed it really did. It, it kind of needed a little help with the dialogue. Just, just make it snap a little more. And then, um, and then, I mean, I'd have to read it again, but I mean, overall, I thought it was, it would, it would be funny, you know, overall, I thought it would be fucking hilarious and someone passed on it. And I'm like, man, if, I mean, if I, if he still has that script, man, I you know, I'd be like, look, if I can become a producer, I'll fucking make this shit. And I don't give a fuck if it makes money or not. Shit. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what all I want. You know, I just want to see it. But yeah, you, it is possible to make a shitty script good. You know, I don't know if you can make it great, but you can make it good. Because no, a lot what I mean, what I mean is, <clears throat> what I mean by asking that is like, you know, I'm not talking about rewrites. You know, like, let's say, for example, that producer said, oh, this is the best fucking script I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. And but it turns out it's 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 a it's a shitty fucking script. Right. Yeah. Can you overcome that script without any rewrites, um, you know, through acting. Or through editing the editing process. Well, all right. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll enlighten you on the process. OK. Uh, once that script is done, it's going to get rewritten like on the spot. You know, because shit happens whenever you're fucking filming shit, right? Okay. If you watch, if you watch that show, uh, the movies that made us, mm -hmm. right? If you watch that show, you know when a, when a movie's going over budget and shit, man, you know, there are times when you're like, all right, we're gonna have to rewrite some of this shit, right? So it could have been a great fucking script, but because of circumstances, you know reasons <laughs> right they had to like rewrite that we ran out of money you know so we're gonna have to rewrite the end the tail end of this shit or we're gonna go over budget right or you know or they'll go over budget and just not give a fuck it depends on the director right so a director right. can fuck up a really good script another thing is like you could have um a prima donna actor who goes in there and wants to like you know i want to rewrite my dialogue and because you know, he's he's got more bona fides and more pull in, in the industry. The director, you know, can't do shit because the producer's like, you know, the, the, the actor gets to do whatever the fuck he wants because he's he's listed as a producer. And so he's like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not just the lead actor, but I'm the producer. So I'm going to I'm going to rewrite my shit. And the director's just got to huff and puff and fucking go with that shit. You know, and, they, <laughs> okay. and, and, and an actor can fuck it and fuck up a movie. You know, I mean. It just depends. Like, there's just so many variables, you know. I like honestly, I tell people, look, it's a miracle that any movies get made. Period. 
let alone you get a great movie out of that shit. Yeah, just watch that show, The Movies That Made Us, and mm-hmm. bro, bro, you'd be like, man, it's a miracle we got to even get this fucking beautiful piece of shit, you know, to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, what you, so what you're saying is you can overcome you a bad can. script. Yes, you can. You can overcome. Yes, you can. It is entirely right. possible. You know, the stars have to align. Mercury doesn't have to be in retrograde, you know. <laughs> so what you're also saying is I probably should start writing some scripts. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. You know? No matter how bad it is, it can be overcome. Exactly. As a matter of fact, you can, as a matter of fact, you can start on the lost episodes. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like I said in my blog, I can't promise you it'll be entertaining, you know, or it won't offend you, but it's going to be something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You may not even, you're like, you, you, you I can't guarantee you're not going to get offended. Shit, it might not even entertain you, but you know right. what? It'll be something. Just like yep. this podcast. <laughs> yeah it's just like um you know like producing a movie like you could also watch uh what's that green light project if oh that's yeah, yeah. Still, still available there's a bunch of moving parts kind of like a football team yeah or the mm-hmm. military even, right yeah. and the plan all goes out the window slightly the moment it touches reality yeah just you know the adjustments need to get made. It's like, oh, we won't have this location for the time that we need. We need to make some do. We might have to change the script. So there's constantly script changes that goes along. And then the, finally, um, I think the goal is to give give the editor enough shit to pull off something good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you got a really good editor, they could probably, I mean, they could, they, they work magic in those editing rooms, man. I tell yeah. you. Look, it's too bad we're not talking about Dune today because that would have been a great, I had a great segue to go into Dune, but continue. Oh, as a matter of fact, let's do that because <laughs> I haven't watched that <laughs> shit and I need to know. Okay, well, let, but let, let me, let me, let me finish this about the holiday fall. Uh, I feel like the only, the, the reason why the script is fucked is because it's not enough. Right. Like there was so much, like there was a setup and then some things happened. And then there was a whole section of the story that just got ignored. Right. And you that, know that, what? Was, that was a powerful message in general and a great motivation for one of the characters. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like it was probably in the script and the director changed it because they probably ran out of money or I mean, there's there's any number of things. You know, I'm certain I, that they filmed it. They just end up editing it down and kind of like keep it because like the pacing of the film is very good. Yeah. And if you dove into the other stuff, it would probably um, fuck up the pacing. And so mm-hmm. they kept the story simple. Um, but th- the other problem was they had these big characters, right? This is, these fictionally fictionalized historical figures, right? Who actually existed. And they all got a little bit of time. It was like they have, you have an all-star team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't really focus on anyone. Like that was the other thing. It was like it wasn't a major focus. So we have the protagonist and we're kind of following him to a degree, but then we have all these other star quality names and characters that you're like, uh, so I'll give you one. So for one, Delroy Lindo plays Bass Reeves, who is said to be um by some people the um, real life long ranger and the inspiration for that character right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, he barely does anything 
man. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, like, you, you, why put Bass Reeves in this if you're not going to, like, he should be the dude if you're going to put him in there, right? Yeah. Because in real life, he was the man. Right. right. You know, and so they, they give you an old dude who I think Bass Reeves was kind of light-skinned, so he, he, you know, part of his uh, thing was to dress up like criminals and, and blend in with them um, and then catch them. You know, so like he was, was so, so essentially he was a Western ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. <laughs> so, you know, he, he spoke Spanish. Um, he was mixed because, uh, you know, he was a, a, a slave baby. Um, He's a mulatto. So, yeah. So, you know, he could probably mix in with with Latinos to some degree. He would wear wigs and costumes and, and blend in with the with the outlaws before. he. Oh, caught. he was Blacksican. No, he wasn't Mexican. He was white. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and black. But, oh, okay. you know, right. you know right. how that, how that shit, he was racially ambiguous to a degree. <laughs> Dude, you just oh, took just the, like, sail, just, you stick just the like, wind out of his sails. Just like the rest of us. <laughs> I yeah. know, I know. No, it's all right. Look, I step over his jokes all the time, so it's all right. No, no, it's all right. No, 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 no. balance is out. No, no, what I'm, t- I'm talking about, like, was, oh, so he was black skin. And, and hey, Joe says, no, no, he was Mexican. <laughs> and you go, just the way you said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, shit, fuck me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. So let me just tuck my tail between my legs here. <laughs> right. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. So, so that, that's the thing. So you get, you get, um, you get characters like that and you want to know more about them. Right. You want to get some detail and kind of like, uh, with young guns, right. They had an all-star cast, but you kind of got some depth for each character to where you were satisfied. Um, And the problem is the heroes and villains are both within this mix of all-star cast. So it's not just like in Young Guns, it's just the, it's primarily the good guys, right? And that's the ones that you have to focus on. Um, And you have enough time for all of that. In this one, it's the good guys and the bad guys, and you don't get to focus on any of them. So like uh, one, 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 uh, another one was uh, the comedian Dion Cole. Yeah. I, I think this might've been his first dramatic role that I know of. Yeah. And he was playing an awesome shithole character. Yeah. Right. And this, this was a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Well, you know, like all this, you know, all these things that I'm hearing from you uh, and I can't help but feel like this should have been a series. Yes. That too. It's, just, it's so it's so much in it to where and it's done well. It's just like Nick, you only gave me half the burger. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Where's my other half? Yeah. And you know, my or, fries or, on top or, of or, or or it's like a pizza where you get every favorite topping you want on it, like you know, from from uh truffles and, and you know prosciutto and all these expensive meats. Man, truffles, goddamn, son. And then, you and then all then all you get is one slice. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would piss me off. N- knowing that, that knowing that you can finish the whole pie off by yourself. Yeah. You know? Fucking pizza. And because and because of that, I gave it like a seven out of ten. Because mm-hmm. I just I, I was left, I was constantly left in scenes and things, you know, as yeah. it as it went on. Yeah. Um, I was just left wanting more. Like, right. can, can I get more of that? Can I can I get so- more of this? 
You know, and then so, it ended, and I was like, I'm still hungry, nigga. I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, it was like nobody got to show off mm-hmm. as much as they should have, except for right. acting. Like, they gave them tense dialogue scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so, like, Idris Elba's in there, and so all you see him do is talk. He don't even shoot a gun. Yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> I guess I guess we're just gonna have to leave Dune to another time because this is nope. a better segue for Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> oh, okay, that works. Keep, keep it on the black side. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Since we are it's talking about culture, black man. movies, let's put, it's for the culture. About- and, and and I would like to add, it does have like a hip hoppy soundtrack to some degree because Jay Z Jay Z was a uh, producer in this along with yeah. Idris Elba and um, Regina King. Yeah. Um, Does it look but, like a spaghetti western? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, okay. it's it, I'm down. It's a full off western vibe. Um, well produced. Uh, some people say it was more like a, a comic book movie to some degree because huh. of how good the the fighters were uh, yeah. or the gunfighting and some of the things that happened in the, in the film. Shit, um, I'm down to watch it then. Fuck. No, I mean it's definitely worth a watch. I watched it while like surfing on the, on my phone on instagram and shit so i plan yeah. on watch re-watching it in a focus to watch oh, um, guess guess we're gonna have a turnstile thursday episode out of this one <laughs> <laughs> um, right on. but but what i'm saying now was like my initial um results right you know, okay my, yeah you know what you made me want to watch it like even even though it's gonna leave me hungry for more it's all right because you know it, uh and and I love the fact that it's it's uh it's showing that niggas were in the West. Yeah. And <laughs> right? like the the term cowboy came from like black cow hands, not being called a man. Yeah. You know? And how it like they're like the perfect example of whitewashing. Mm. Okay. Right on. You know, so there were black outlaws, there were definitely black cowboys, there were black uh marshals or rangers and none of that shit has ever been shown us at all except for i think there was a couple of movies that like fred williamson williamson and um what's that other football player turned actor from back in the day um damn it what is his name fucking uh um hightower no 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 um jim jim brown oh okay oh gotcha. yeah except for them two niggas uh, there was yeah. basically no black people in the West or right. Western movies that even featured black people. What's the name well, of the movie? The bigger they are? No, the, the harder, harder, they fall. harder they fall. Okay, gotcha. All right. So it's the second I, half of that statement. Right. All right. So, so here's the assignment. Here's the assignment for, for uh, Turnstile Thursday, then. And that's uh, we're going to watch, uh, Chino and I will watch The Harder They Fall, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll watch. Posse. It's on uh, Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. Oh shit! Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Mario Van Peebles, by the way, also directed some episodes of Wu Tang and America Saga. No Wu-Tang shit. Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang <laughs> Clan I I, ain't I nothing to that, fuck yeah. with. <laughs> Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing I, that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I read credits, man. I read the credits. <laughs> I need to know who made this shit, man. And Mario Van Peebles was an executive producer on a lot of these episodes, and he directed a couple of them. In fact, he directed the last one uh, in uh, season two, which I now, finally got done watching. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Because he, he never gets a full budget. 
Right. <laughs> Something always gets fucked up. Something always oh, happens. Man. It's nah. like, this does feel like New Jack City to some degree. And now I know why. <laughs> It's got that New Jack City fail, son. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, look, over look, I think I, I love, I really actually love this biopic. Uh biopic, sorry. Biopic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this biopic. I can't wait to see season three. Um and, and and we're getting to season three. They yeah, we're getting they, to season they, three. They didn't wait a couple of weeks to tell us that shit. They got that right off the top. Yeah, like, there will be a season three, niggas. Don't don't worry. Yeah, and and they're gonna end the series with that third season. So apparently, as, that's they, as they should. I think and, that would be a, a good good end. And apparently yeah. that that's that's starting to become the industry standard for these streaming series, like three seasons instead of the standard five, which does not bode well. For the adventures of Chino and Homeboy. Because yeah, I gotta tell you, yeah, I gotta tell you, I got five in the can, bitches. <laughs> five in the can. It don't fucking matter, dude. We <laughs> we, we we break molds. Oh no, that's mean? true. You know what? If if they don't want to give us five five seasons, fuck it. YouTube's getting five seasons of the adventures of Chino. There you and go. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, you hear that? We need sponsors. <laughs> sponsors, fuck that. We need a production company, all right? <laughs> Yeah, that's why too. haven't I thought of that? That shit? too. Yeah, because because we, we need sponsors to make a fucking production company, son. That's right, exactly. All right. Anyway, uh, back back to back to the Wu Tang saga. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I really did enjoy it. Um, this really does. It is starting to feel more and more like the the RZA show, but I get it. He's one of the executive producers, so he's really writing stuff a lot from his perspective. But no, you know? but it, it's really about him because without him, he's the leader of the group. Yeah, he's the Abbott. Yeah. yeah. And, and and the struggles of getting the group made yeah was basically him driving it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Now so he's a, he's he's a captain. Yeah. 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 So since you're steeped in Wu-Tang lore and mythology and 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 truth uh yes. <laughs> did now now uh did now I went and I did some research, right? You know, I did some cursory Google searches while, uh, you know, when I saw ODB get done done wrong by the RZA and get sent to Electra and shit, you know. Uh, now, how how did that turn out? You know, we we're all, we're going on, you know, almost uh, twenty years on since ODB's passing. Um, you know, he like he did he did sign with Electra. And he's not a he's not a Def Jam artist. And his grandbabies are, uh, are 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 living are living uh, living large off his off his songs and shit. Um, it, it, unless unless they sold them. All right. You know, so right. I mean, <clears throat> it literally, you know, like as far as I can tell, because I did watch a couple of interviews and um, that people were questioning, like they they weren't questioning if he went to a lecture or not. They were like, did RZA just do his cousin like that for real? Yeah, you know, right. and I'm like, honestly, if I had the power and one of my dumb cousins had a decision to make, and... no, 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 let's let's not do that. If 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 homeboy, you had to, if you know, if you had the power and homeboy had to make a dumb decision like that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you know, homeboy would make some stupid shit like that. <laughs> um, so so this is where I put it. I couldn't do you because you're not my blood relatives. 
I would advise right, right. you as such and let yeah. you do your own thing. Yeah, but if you you're do, like you my do young... let, you do let me do a lot of stupid shit. So yeah, because <laughs> I, I have no control. Like it's right. either, like I, I would like if you were my cousin, I would feel comfortable that I could beat your ass to stop you and right. still be friends. <laughs> after. <laughs> right, right. I don't know how that would work. Just being non-relatives, right? Um, you right. know, is uh, or let's say it's different with somebody that I've known my entire life. Yeah. From childhood up opposed yeah. to somebody I've known part of or half my life. You right. Know? Okay. Word. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I like if he if if I was in that position, I would do the same thing. It's like nigga, they they're giving us the same money and they're gonna allow you to get your shit back. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's a no-brainer. Like yeah. you could go, like you want to go over here and get fucked because the 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 setup is prettier. Yeah. Right. Right. You want the accolades of being a Def Jam artist, but if you'll never get your artwork back from them, what's the use? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So I I, I could see like him being angry and stupid and and you know like like what they portrayed. I could I could honestly say like that was probably all real. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Like them bum rushing the stage at the um at the Gavin convention. Jack, Jack the mm-hmm. rappers. Jack, Jack the rapper. Yeah. Yeah. That that's totally a real story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, you know what, when I saw that shit happen and, you know, it was playing out, I'm like, you know what, they actually did that shit. That's, that takes some balls, dude. Yeah. Hell you know yeah, I mean? man. That's, I, 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 look, look, a lot more I like, I like, I like the part where the it. audience was like, man, they rushed the stage like they was robbing the place. Right? I'm like, man, that is tight. That was, and, that's and, tight. And what track did they, uh, did they, uh, perform? It's so appropriate too. It's so awesome. No, um, understand all the Wu-Tang members are ex criminals. No, they've all, they've all been locked up. Yeah. So it's a, it's a totally different mentality. I mean, they, they don't, they don't try to, they don't do gangster rap in the traditional sense. Um, So it, it never, it, that shit never like kind of shadowed them um, heavy or painted them wrong heavy. Yeah. But all those dudes are, are, are street dudes. Yeah. You know, for yeah, real. I, I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. You know, I, get that. I, I think maybe the weakest one in the group was probably ODB. I don't know what his his uh, his criminal resume looked like outside of the shit that he's done as an adult. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, yeah. Because I'm like, if this show goes any further, it will turn into the ODB show because he has the most <laughs> he has the most entertaining exploits um out of all of them. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I I see I do see the setup though, uh setting ODB up as a tragic character though. Because yeah. you know, you know, the heavy drinking, heavy partying, mm-hmm. you know, heavy, heavy drug use and shit, you know, I I could see that. And, yeah. and and I'm I'm wondering like what part of his personality is it that you know put him on 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 that kind of um on that kind of a trajectory you know um well i think i think partly he does have bipolar he does have some kind of mental issues i don't know if it happened before or after drug usage but when he got locked up um as a star um he was you know he tried to kill himself he tried to set himself on fire um because he couldn't deal with being locked up. Because I think he was also in a mental ward in the side mm-hmm. of the prison. Yeah. <clears throat> and he could, couldn't deal with the treatment. Um, so he was he was all kind of fucked up. So when he died, like I was looking at a, 
an interview uh, that was done with uh, Divine, and you know he 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 felt fucked up that Damon Dash um, stole ODB from him without kind of talking to him. Yeah, you know. And then um, he said when he talked to to ODB, uh, <clears throat> he was like, "Man, he basically he he was kind of prophetic about his death." Right. And you know, shortly after, he he died. You know. Now I wonder, I wonder if they're going to show his uh, um, notorious exploits with the Walmarts. Um. Well, I'm, it, I mean, it goes beyond the women's. I, I'm no, like, no, I, 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 I know, but. Um, I know that it goes beyond the women. I mean, they kind of allude to a lot of it now. Um, the only thing, like I heard, heard Divine talking about how, <clears throat> even with in, in like during the time of this film, and he has a girlfriend, right? And yeah. he was cheating on her. Yeah, you know, like a lot of these dudes were cheating on their women, but it's just like uh, being an infidel in that degree isn't uh, a positive image, you know? Right. Like that's not something that they want to. <clears throat> want to promote yeah you know, really like if it was poignant to the story then we'll put it there but we don't want to promote like hey you could be successful and cool and cheat on your woman and all this other shit yeah they're right, trying you know? the, the, i can see the riz is trying to be very very respectful to his cousin because you know he's he's he, he's really portraying him like he's portraying him in an honest light but he's also but also in the him, best of light yeah in right the best of light like you know like you know, he 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 really is being very very respectful to his cousin's memory. So I could see I could see that. Like they're he, they're not they're not trying to exploit. You know, they're really just trying to tell, you know, their truth as as best right. they can from you know that their creative standpoints. You know, yeah, right. Because so. I'm looking at it like it started off as the Ray and Ghost show. You know, mm-hmm. now it's like the RZA show. Now right. they flow out of this, it could become the ODB show. Yeah. And then they can they can basically end it with you know him at some point you know and not necessarily end it with his death because that would be kind of shitty but end it right before or something like that yeah yeah Uh, but yeah so it 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 was it was interesting like because a lot of Wu Tang interviews are popping up now so I I watched the Mm -hmm. interview with Capadonna and they just let him walk on and join the team. When he got out of yep. prison, yeah. I was gonna say, wasn't he? Wasn't he locked up? That's the reason why. Um, no, it wasn't even that. He was just—he wasn't even a part of the group. He wasn't in the plan at all. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You know, so he was in prison or or in jail. I think he was in Rikers Island or something like that. And um, I think, even though he grew up with some of them, I think him and Divine were also in prison together uh, mm. or locked. I keep saying prison, but it's jail. Um, right. And then when he first got out, he's actually in the uh, the video that they were filming. Oh, okay. So I, he's the guy I, who I walks who over is, and he's like, "Man, just get in the video." Yeah, yeah that's and right. He's like, yeah. "I don't know nothing about that." So that's that dude is paying Capadonna, and then he said he said like right after that video, he got locked up again. Oh and when he, shit! And then when he got out, um, you know they they basically put him on, you know, and okay. let him. Let him join the group with everybody else with without you know with almost the same equity as everybody else. Oh, what right. about you, God? Because he was locked up too. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why he's not on most of the songs on Thirty Six Chambers. That's right. We talked about that. Yeah. So now like, did he, yeah. now did you then, guys? Oh, 
his baby died. So like they're gonna cover that shit too. Oh shit. So, so yeah. there was a there was a shooting and his baby got caught. Fuck. Man. That's so like they, they all got a lot of tragic shit that happened during the um birth of the Wu Tang, you know, or or during the career of the Wu Tang, you know. Yeah. You know, um the only one I think that hasn't shared too much is Method Man. Like I don't I don't know any outside of his wife battling cancer late, you know, like in the 2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard any tragedies uh, from him. And some of so, the lesser men. Who did he have beef with during that cancer thing? Um, Wendy Williams. Because Wendy, Wendy Williams yeah. told the world that his wife had cancer when oh, they were trying to keep right. that shit under wraps. That's right, yeah. It's like, you know, like my, my wife ain't in the limelight. Nobody know her name. Nobody know who right. she looked like. So why the fuck would you put her medical situation right. out? Ain't nobody else's business. Right. Yeah. And you ain't doing it because you care, because if you did, you wouldn't say it. You're doing it for the clout. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, so I, I feel I feel him on that shit, you know? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So um you're right. The, the only personal thing that I saw of uh Method Man was the lacrosse thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I didn't fucking just know his, that. Yeah, his childhood shit. Yeah. And apparently he's still like, you know very interested in lacrosse like he donates uh mm. like money and shit for oh wow. you know for for shit like that for um i'm not sure if it's tournaments or whatever but something ha- it has to do something with lacrosse oh, okay so like who knew like he was that you know he like he was a fucking athlete yeah well you can you look know? at him he you know he's one of more athletic looking dudes in the group um well what's crazy for me is that the each episode got better and better as it moved along yeah, I agree with like, that. Like I agree every time I, I watched, I was like, "Man, this is a good episode." And then the next episode, like, "Damn, this is <laughs> right. better than the last one." You yeah, know? And it just it just kept building and building better yep. than it did in the first episode. I mean, like, yeah. first I, I binged that shit. Like, I, I, I oh I, yeah, I, I legit, well, like, I couldn't stop watching it. No, no, I couldn't binge it because I, I, I found out that like it was, it was, it was weekly. So I just watched it every fucking week. Well, see, I, I finished so when uh when i saw the full thing uh, or what i thought was the full thing um it, it was a uh, the last the, the last episode had the last episode was of second season hadn't come out yet you know and i knew that you know the the, the show was on because we we talked about it in the previous uh podcast and so i put it in my queue but i just completely forgot about it you know and so uh and i didn't realize that it was episodic like that uh until I got to the last one and like, oh shit, uh, it hasn't come out yet. So, you know, mm. but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was, I couldn't stop watching the fucking thing. Like I'd put it on, I, I'm folding laundry, right. Um, I, I have to put it on, you know, um, I'm, I'm working on some art. It's playing it, you know, I'm, I'm watching it at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's like, I could not, I couldn't stop watching. I couldn't turn the fucking TV off. And I had to force myself a few times because it was like three or four in the morning and I, I, I had to be up in three or four hours, you know? So it was, it was that good of a show to me. It was, it was very compelling, you know, like all the gravitas that, that the, uh, the characters had, you know, like their personal stories, you know, like you don't fucking realize, or at least I didn't because I'm not as steeped into Wu-Tang lore as Hey Jones would be. Um, I didn't know that all that shit was happening. 
and all that shit happened. You know, I just yeah. know I like their music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So no, it, it, it's interesting because like if you if you really know the music, you'll start to see scenes in the show that mimic the music and be like, oh, so that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Now, okay. now I want to talk about the music, but first, before that, uh, spoiler alert. All right, because uh, this is kind of like talking about the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> right you know like there aren't any really spoilers and shit right <laughs> yeah uh, a bunch of people are gonna die yeah yeah exactly know. so uh whatchamacallit uh so i saw a video titled on youtube titled uh how the music industry broke up the wu-tang clan now i need okay. to know about this now i need to because i didn't watch the video i've been i've been putting it up putting it off putting it off because you know, I, I've been watching other shit and, you know, the ADHD kicks in and I go down rabbit holes and that was a rabbit hole I didn't go down. Now, 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 how is it possible that the music industry broke up the Wu-Tang Clan when they worked so, so, so hard to, you know, stay, stay as independent as possible? Um, I, I, the only thing that I know that broke up the Wu-Tang um, is people not understanding how the money was supposed to be split. Right. Okay. Like that, that's, that's been the beef. Like they've all like, they're, they're even Capadonna, like in his interview that I watched, he was like, you know, um, I took, I took the RZA to court over some stuff that I saw in my contract and I thought I was owed more money and it was like, you know, it's kind of messed up and I don't believe he was trying to rob me. It was just some business shit. So we let the lawyers handle it, you know? And that's been, like in the press, they constantly push it like, hey, they're suing the RZA or something like that. When like it's my business entity suing your business entity because our lawyers disagree on something that's in the contract <laughs> contracts. <clears throat> right. And so... they kind of and they kind of allude to that being a problem in the way that they were all kind of hurried to sign a contract to be a part of Wu-Tang without necessarily reading it. Yeah. And so they end up giving <laughs> I believe the members the same shitty deal that all uh, that they were literally running from from everybody else, right? Hmm. And and all because that one lawyer is you don't want to give away shares. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. But but I don't think they did it maliciously. They're just like, well, this is what a standard contract is. But I'm like, you know, if these are your homies, um, you want to be as fair as possible um right with yeah. them about everything right so it's a team every man is fair share you know 50 50 whatever whatever you know like af after we recoup what we we spent then we could just go 50 50 partners after that you know yeah <clears throat> um but yeah because like in the music industry like if you're the if you're the producer of the music or you're the artist even yeah i would i would say the artist if you're the figurehead you get paid the least out of your work yeah, but your work is fueled by um, the the bank. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so like yeah, without yeah. them giving you money, you can't produce, and they want to return on the investment. So you know, but like the songwriters get paid on time and more. The the producer gets paid on time and more. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's all these people involved in the production of your 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 artwork. They all get their money up front. Yeah. And uh, in perpetuity on, on the back end uh, with ease. But with you, there's record labels like, oh, you don't get no publishing. We own your publishing. Or we'll right. give you some upfront money if we get to keep your publishing. 
which right. means you don't own your music at all at that point. You take this money and be the fuck out. Yeah. In other words, we're commissioning you to 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 produce your to to make your artwork, and we own it. Yeah. And now, you know, you turn the situation into like a work for hire situation. So, yeah, um, you know, people people sign contracts and get in the biz without understanding uh, everything that's involved. Yeah. Know? And it's not until they survive the raping <laughs> that they yeah. get wise and get a better contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, know. this this whole thing with Electra and, and ODB actually just kind of uh, shook my brain enough to. Uh, I, I remember um, Metallica uh, getting their music back. They 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 got the rights to their music back, and uh, they formed their own label, mm-hmm. Blackened Recordings. And so, yeah. so that know. at that end, all they need is distribution. Though. Yeah, and, so, and, and I that, wish that's, that's cool of Electra. And I, I wish that. I wish Wu Tang was that smart because they would have been even um, bigger. Right. If all the if if they because they were already promoting themselves, right? So all they mm-hmm. need to do is just build a bigger promotional engine for themselves. Right. But they could have did what Master P did and just go in like because literally they did what Master Master P produced all the songs for No Limit Records. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. he right. funded he funded them and he did all the production for them, and everybody just did their raps. Right. And so when he went to the record company, he's like, I don't need a label deal uh, or, or the, you know, I just need a production deal. I don't need, I'm not trying to sign to you in that degree. I just need you to press up and distribute my music for it. Right. You know, and he was able to leverage that. And I was like, if Wu-Tang could have afforded to build their capital a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, Without a record label, they could have probably got into a distribution deal with the company and not needed a record deal, and they could have all been released under Wu Tang Records. Right now, what the hell happened to Master P? He kind of fell off. Um, the music didn't advance. That's it. Okay. I mean, he was he wasn't the best rapper. No, he wasn't (laughs) to begin with. No, he had some. He had some. uh, He had some catchy. Uh, yeah, he had some catchy hooks. Like when it first came out, I couldn't stand it, and then over uh-huh. time, I'm like, okay, I kind of get <laughs> yeah. it now. Like, you dude, know? no, the first, the very first masterpiece song I ever heard was uh, um, "Weed and Money." Oh, okay, <laughs> my goes, first one was <laughs> like, <laughs> like "That's on brand." Weed and money. I'm like, that's on brand. What the fuck am I? <laughs> no, seriously, I, I heard the the music right, and then I heard the hook. I'm like, what the. What the fuck am I listening to, and why haven't I heard it before? <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, "Give me more of this shit," because this shit is stupid, and I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the first, I think the first one it was like, "The na na na." That was the first one. Uh, I can say, "Uh." Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. First I one. see. No, I, I, um, I heard "Weed and Money" before it. That was, that was my first, my hmm. first fucking masterpiece song. I didn't hear and, him until you, until you hit the radio. So I gotcha. No, I man. Uh, and that was yeah, that was before he hit the radio, because my stepbrother uh, was a huge Master P fan, so he would play it. And that was the first time I heard it. Like he put he put uh, weed and money on, and I'm like, y'all live for bitches and blunts, but live for weed and money. What the? F- give me more of this shit, you know? Like I need, I need to hear some more, <laughs> you know? So it was, you know, it was. I, I thought I thought Master P was cool, 
like and you're right like he he wasn't the best rapper but like some of the shit that i heard the music like the the lyrics i'm like all right it's yeah it's my it's, whole thing was like these, these raps are whack i can't fuck with this shit yeah i think that's <laughs> why i liked it i was like what the fuck it am was, i listening it, to give me more it was, it was literally like and the album covers were shitty too i couldn't i couldn't deal with the, yeah. the that that shitty look of the the album covers that became a trend or whatever yeah yeah um so like he was offering me nothing that i liked or wanted and then years <laughs> later um and I think I think it was when uh, Mystical signed with him for a bit, uh-huh. and so I bought the I Mystical like album, and then I was like, okay, it's not. I understand it. I still it's still not my thing, but I can listen to it if I had to. But right, yeah, I'm, I'm still not in it. And then he started to die down, and then Cash Money Click came out, and they had the same kind of deal where they had an in house producer producing everything. Mm-hmm. So as a team, they can they can put everything that they want together mm-hmm. and just say, hey, we just need to distribute this. And we already got, you know, they had already built their own um, fan base. Right. So it's like, we don't need a regular record album. We, we're making enough money in the streets on our own with our music. We just need to get global distribution. Right. Now, are you saying that the, the, the part in the contract where they were allowed to go sign with any other label right where they had permission to like sign with any label they want to do their individual records you're saying that was a mistake i'm not saying it was a mistake it was it was it was innovative for that time right right because nobody could do it but i'm saying because they were all in-house right they they went somewhere with with their own money and produced their own album yeah what they really needed was just distribution they didn't need a record deal gotcha okay because the, the album went platinum you know or, or multi-platinum over over yeah. time yeah. um so um they would have earned more right because they, yeah. they they would just di- distribute you would take your cut and give us wu-tang productions or wu-tang records the rest of the money and then they would be able to distribute their money to uh their artists after that yeah and then use that money to we gonna launch your album, and they can give every artist the same fucking budget at that point if they want. Versus if they go to different record labels, depending on their cachet, oh, we'll yeah. give you one hundred fifty thousand advance. Oh, we're only gonna give you seventy five thousand. Oh, we're only gonna yeah. give you fifty thousand. You know, and it can run the gambit um, going individually, right? And that that also opens up for them the individual some to get picked and some not to get picked, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus if they're producing them all themselves and promoting it all themselves, they can make sure that everybody got the same amount of hype to put out. So everybody has a fair chance. Like we're gonna we're gonna give you the same marketing budget, and we'll figure out how we're gonna market you. Uh, you know that you agree with, and then whether you succeed or not is gonna be based on whether the music is good enough and the fans like it enough and X Y Z. Right. But at least. Mm everybody would get a fair launching pad. Right. Because even some of the weak niggas in Cash Money Click uh, made money, you know? Gotcha. Or sold records, you know? It wasn't just Lil Wayne. <laughs> Chino, right. Chino, we need to talk to our lawyer about this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now, watching watching the wu-tang american saga uh i i i listened to 36 chambers right how'd you like it uh that is a tight as fuck album 
Like there, right? I think I think there's maybe like one or two songs that just don't hit right, you yeah. know. But if I listen to them long enough, listen to the album long enough, like because I because Pandora's got the extended version of this shit, right? I've never listened to an extended version. I think I have don't, that same. I have that same album. Yeah, don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Don't don't. Thirty six chambers on its own is tight enough. Like. When I started hearing the extended cuts, right, like the extended versions, I'm like, all right, I've had enough of this. Don't, don't, don't overwhelm me, RZA. Don't overwhelm <laughs> me with this shit. I ain't that thick. I ain't that deep in the game yet, you know. But 36 Chambers on its own, that is tight as fuck. All right, there's yeah, only, yeah it there's, is a great a, album. There's only a few albums for me that are like that, you know, you know. And I know I'm gonna sound like a pussy. Right. Well, no, uh, like a like like a punk ass bitch, because, you know, pussy's tough to take a beating. I'm going to sound like <laughs> a punk ass bitch when I say one of those albums is Counting Crows, August and everything after that whole album. Every song on there. Fucking awesome. I could almost listen to every song on there. Caifanes, Nervio del Volcán, that shit, you know, uh, what is it? La Cuca, Invasión uh, mm-hmm. de los Latidos. I had that uh, album. <laughs> yeah, that man, that that's a fucking badass album, bro. Let's see yep. what else. Uh, I love Pearl Nirvana Jam, Madre in that one. Pearl Jam's Ten, Nirvana's Nevermind, uh, Soundgarden's. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, God, so the the one Super Unknown. That one, that album. You know, all the songs mm-hmm. are are fucking awesome. Like you know, there's very few albums where the whole fucking thing is actually really fucking good. You know, uh, the first oh. system of that album was, was uh, like that for me. Um, uh, everything first, was just quick. First two system of a down albums because I got the second one first and then I went mm-hmm. back and got the old one. Yeah. And fire. Um, Man. But, well, look, I'm going to put it to you like this. What's that? Hold up. What's that one system of the down song? Sashimi. Uh, I don't even know the title. Sweet Pea. No, no, no. It's got some weird sookie sookie uh, name. Sudoku. <laughs> I have no idea. I yeah. have to look at look uh, at yeah. their uh, <laughs> hold on. Look <laughs> at their their liner notes. Let me let me consult Jamie. Uh, All right. What were you saying? What were you saying? What were you saying? Hey Jones. Um, for me, I only listen to albums that that are like that. Yeah. So, like for me, if I put it on, I have to be like in in the seventy five to ninety percent. This is all fire, or I'm not listening to it. Right. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way because otherwise, just give me the singles. I'll make my own playlist. I don't even well, I'm I'm recently getting into singles now because like I'll pick I'll just add all my albums to my favorites on my my music service and then just listen to that as a a mix. But generally, I'm not into mixes because I usually just want to listen to, you know, like if I'm in the mood for Ghostface, I just want to listen to Ghostface. I'm not trying to listen to Ghostface and then you know, Master P, you know? Right, um, right. So, like, most of my shit is, like, I only, I only collect albums that I can listen to forward and back. Right. Well, I- I'll admit this much, right? So, Pandora, you know, God bless, God bless its digital little soul. After I got done with 36 Chambers, it started, it, first two fucking artists from the Wu-Tang Clan, their solo albums was ODB and Method Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first two. Then it was um, Ghostface, Ghostface Killer, 
and then Raekwon came up. Like I didn't even like, and, and it just ran, it just ran through those four Wu-Tang members, like randomly picking songs, you know, songs I never heard. So, you know, um, it didn't even pick up uh, Wu-Tang Forever or uh, re- was it uh, Return of the Wu-Tang, any of the other Wu-Tang albums. Yeah, just, they, just, they, waited, just, they waited too long to make secondary Wu-Tang albums. Yeah. Like when 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 uh, Homeboy did, album was fucked in the flood and they were struggling to get him out, they yeah. should have put out a Wu-Tang album in between that to relaunch the, you know, they should have, okay, the first album got these five motherfuckers launched. Let's put out another album, get the rest of you niggas launched. Right. You know, like yeah. that's how it should have should have followed. But they yeah. waited, you know, they were having beef and whatnot in life challenges and things of that sort so you know yeah but i gotta admit my favorite song is cream man that's one of my favorites right now cream cream is probably the best song on that album yeah because cannabis uh cannabis everything rules everything, around, everything me. around me cream <laughs> get the money dollar dollar bills y'all yep. i mean i can't get that out of my head no, it's it's catchy. It's definitely catchy. I yeah, like that well, song. Well, I mean, given 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 that we're trying to launch our own, you know, you know, television animation production company, dude, it fits. All right, that's the reason why yeah. I like it. Okay, for personal reasons. <laughs> why are you so mad? <laughs> I, I feel like, like I have to. I feel like I gotta justify myself to the audience. You know, little man syndrome. Well, I mean, li- little dick syndrome. You know, you know. <laughs> there, there there are four star songs on that album. Um. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Mm-hmm. Um, Protect Your Neck, Method Man, and Cream. Like, those are the all-star songs. On, yeah. Well, I'm not on the H-O-D man. Yeah, I like that uh, song, too. I gotta admit, uh, I do like... Um, I also like the one with Ghostface and Raekwon on it. The one is... Uh, it, was, was it all that simple? I like that song, yeah. too. That, yeah, that's that was, good, that was, but I'm saying... I'm saying, like, when you think about, like, just the banger... That yeah. everybody's gonna like those four right. songs. Oh yeah, the strongest songs on that album. Yeah, protect your neck, method man. Yeah, I got. I, I'll admit, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like yeah. the beats, the beats banging. The the flows are good. The 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 energy is right. Like you know, you put them on and they just last forever. Can it all be so simple? Was one of my favorites on the on the lower uh, energy side. I like yeah. I like I like seventh chamber. Uh, I think that the ominous beat in the beginning is just incredible to me. Um, yeah, and then the rest of the other ones that you guys said, those yeah. are those are all good fucking tracks. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I could, I could, I could listen to Thirty Six Chambers over and over again. It was. It's. I have. I gotta admit. <laughs> I gotta admit. I gotta admit. Yeah, I have you been know. in the gym. You know, like, uh, what is it? Just being today, today months old, you know, like this, you know, October, you know, well, it's, it's no, it's November now, but you now, know, hold on. Give me a second. Can you hear my computer's audio? Um, what do you mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm playing the Wu-Tang right now. I want to know if you can hear it or not. Oh, don't play that. Don't, don't play that. But I'm saying, can you hear it? No, we can't. no, no. That's why okay. I want to make sure you can't hear it. So when you mention a song, I can refresh my memory. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't hear it. But I, I mean, who knows how sensitive uh, uh, YouTube's ears are? <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure they are. 
yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're sensitive as shit, man. Like, I was, I put together a fucking Tower of Power, and I played some music in the background, and YouTube's like, hey, is that music playing back there? Uh, yeah, you can't play these songs. Unmonetized, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't even do the 15-second fair use shit? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, well, I was an idiot about it, so, you know, fair is fair, all right? Fair is fair. <laughs> You know, fair is fair. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, third season of Wu Tang. Uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, do we know when that's coming out, or is that uh, just uh, you know when it comes out? It comes out. It's probably it's probably gonna be sometime next year. Yeah, okay. probably most likely. All right, so. probably, probably this time next year. Like you know, it just came out a few weeks back. Yeah, so it's oh, probably okay. gonna be. You know, it'll probably take them this long. Uh, hopefully, they already have a good script in mind. So they're not like, oh, we got greenlit. Let's start writing the next one, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like a little premeditation in my shit. Well, oh, well I... you're going to love us then. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, yeah, premeditated we got... as fuck. We gotta, yeah, we got some meditations. We got some meditations we're going to put out, son. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. Those of you that are subscribed to the channel already know what I'm talking about. Y'all see me in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So I just like to I just like to thank the Wu Tang uh, or the RZA for uh, bringing us this uh, bi biopic of the Wu Tang American Saga because uh, one it uh, not only introduced me to uh, your music, right? But also uh, pull the curtain back. Let me see it. And I kind of like that shit, you know, and uh, you, you, you guys are definitely an important part of American music. Uh, I would have to say about a, a, just as important as all those Delta blues players and Chicago blues players from back in the day. Yeah, that's right, folks. I listen to that shit. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. And I love it. I mean, you know, Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson. Um, oh, man, I. I mean, there's there's some other ones um, that, you know, I listen to like from way back, way, way back. And uh, I hear I hear those guys uh, guitar guitar licks in a lot of uh, a lot of modern music. So, you know, mm -hmm. you guys are just as important as them. So uh, uh, I hope you can I hope they can keep it up because, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. man. What what I, I like to say about them is that um, they are one hip hop band that I find that their sound was hard to duplicate. Nobody sounds yeah. like them. Yeah, that's true. No, nobody will sound like them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's 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 like they don't even sound like each other. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So well, doesn't that so, kind of uh, testify to the Riz's you know musicianship? His yeah production his talent. You know, genius yeah his yeah. talent yeah it's just like it's an ill combination but there there's some people like you couldn't copy them you know you couldn't right. imitate them um in any kind of way you know and, and if you did you would just sound like them and people would automatically know like oh you're trying to sound like the wu-tang like it, it, the rizza has crafted a unique sound that's so um what do you call it not in, indelible but associated with the wu-tang yeah that you yep. couldn't you couldn't 
you couldn't rip it without being <clears throat> the closest person I know that can 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 probably create a Wu Tang beat, um, and not and you wouldn't know is uh, a guy by the name of Adrian. Um, what's his name? Uh, fuck, fuck. Why, why am I getting Adrian Young? Yeah. Where's he do from? You know, do you know about him? He's from LA. No. Mm-mm. He's he's around our age. Um, he's he's a a, a dude, kind of like a self taught musician. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because I think he was studying law or medicine before, um, and then gave it up to become a music producer. But he does something unique that's similar to what the RZA does. Uh, so when, when oh, RZA I remember. Pre- I, I remember you telling me about this dude. Like, you yeah. know, if he needs a violin, like he'll teach himself the part of the violin that he needs. Yes. And then he'll just and then he'll just put that right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So he'll he'll learn how to play the the section that he needs because he he's a composer. He writes music. So he's like, oh, I need a violin here, and I need to sound like this. And he writes the music, and then he'll train himself to play that part to perfection so he can't play the violin all the way around but he'll learn it enough to play the section that he needs um and he specifically makes um music that sounds like it was made in between like i think 1965 and 1975 which is kind of the pocket where the rizza samples from yeah Mm -hmm. um for rappers to sample later. Hmm. So nice. it, Interesting. It has bridges, hooks, all the little parts of a song are all there for you to pick apart and sample. Um, but unlike most albums where like the whole song is trash, but there's this one little piece right here mm-hmm. that you want, his album sound fire all the way through. What's his name? Anthony Adrian Young. Adrian, Adrian Young. Young. Um Picasso Baby um, by um, Jay-Z. That's his beat behind it. Um, He did all of um, 12 Reasons to Die by Ghostface. All that music is his. Um, He did the Prime album with, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Rust of Five Nine and Premiere. All the music for that album was his. Um, some of the tracks, one of his tracks has been used by Common. I think Common made a song called The Kingdom, and I think that's his beat. That same beat was used by uh, Royce of 5'9 and, and, and uh, Preem. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think Jay-Z used it too. Like on American American Gangster or some shit like that. He so like, young. I'll check him out. Yeah, so his music, his music has been sprinkled um through everything and he also did the uh soundtrack to black dynamite so he's been spreading his musical dna all over the place yeah because like i found (laughs) i found him (laughs) oh man it's it's like the rizza man like you gotta be spread spread, time about spreading seed and period blood so i I found him (laughs) i I, I found him i forgot about that shit I found him by listening to the uh, uh, I found this unofficial Black Dynamite soundtrack um, on SoundCloud with a lot of different rappers on it that I liked. Mm. And it's kind of like autobiographical to the cartoon movie. Um, 
So, and it was awesome. I'm like, man, these beats are fire, the raps are fire, all gravy. Later on, I found out that there was an official soundtrack. And so I ended up finding that and realized they took the beats from the official soundtrack and just put other rappers over it. Hmm. Where, where the original one was just a lot of um, soul sounding music or music that you would think would be in a 70s uh, ex, uh, exploitation, black exploitation film. Right. Yeah. Um, full with lyrics and different singers and stuff like that. Um, he even had Tommy Davidson sing, sing a song. Have hold you ever up, heard? Hold up, hold up. T- like in living the color, comedian? Tommy Davidson? Yeah, the nigga can sing. What? 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 Yeah. Man, I was today years old, son. Yeah, like me him too. And, him and Jamie Foxx know how to sing. Well, well she, I, I know Jamie I, I know Foxx. About, yeah, yeah, I know, I know about, about Jamie Foxx. Foxx. I don't know about Tommy Davidson, though. Yeah, like he would always, like in living color, he would break out in a little song, but it was always comedic. So you didn't really take the, the singing. Uh, true, but he he can he can sing he can hold the note, um, but he he just sings like a little portion. So if you ever heard um, what's the brother name um, chef from um, uh, South Park? Oh, uh, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, have you? Ever, uh, I don't know. Did Isaac Hayes make it or somebody else? There's a song called "Freddie's Dead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I remember you, that song. You're, okay, so they have a song that sounds like "Freddie's Dead." that that uh tommy davidson sings interesting i did not know that yeah or he either sings it or he sings the hook on it okay yeah so um yeah so he's a good listener his music is a lot of good mood music so he usually puts out he puts out an album hold up are we talking adrian young still adrian young he'll put out an album um with the lyrics and the song on top and then he'll put out another version with just the instrumentals okay yeah i just you know uh i just uh downloaded or added his uh his latest instrumental yeah into uh my library so yeah i've, I've seen i think his studio is in highland park i think he owns a bar over that way and he he uh performs at this lodge that's across the street called the lodge room and i've seen him i've seen him perform like two or three times Okay. Over there. Like it's his his band. Well, what ended up happening is he um joined forces with uh Ali Shaheed Muhammad from uh Tribe Call Quest and created a new production band called uh The Midnight Hour. Huh. And um they produced the soundtrack for um the music on um Luke Cage. Okay, the, the the show. Yeah, so all, all the all the music on there except for the guest appearances. Uh-huh. Um, and I think one of the guest appearances uh, is is actually they reproduce some of their music uh, for some of them. But all the new music, all, like I actually went to a show where they performed all that music, and and I got front row center tickets. I was the first motherfucker to buy a ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> end up taking taking um my homeboy brian and um it, it like the show brought tears to my eyes that's well, how good it was damn like it, it well well we found out like five had died while they were producing this and so they have an orchestra attached to the group right so there's like the main group and then there's an orchestra 
So while they were they were creating uh, music for a death scene of one of the characters in Luke Cage season one, um, Fife had died, and the uh, orchestra leader mother had died, and they mm-hmm. had to go to work the next day or something like that and kind of produce this deaf song. And so they told that story and then they played it and everybody in the, the, the audience was moved. Cause like everybody in there are hip hoppers. And so everybody's definitely attached to Fife being mm-hmm. dead. Um, and then you get this music and you get the story and like the, the emotion was just thick in the air, you know, bring, you know, brought tears to your eyes. It was ridiculous. How so? How is that show? Uh, um, I, li- I liked it. I mean, it's it's a little lighter than than like um, Daredevil. Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was it was it was dealt with a lot of kid hands on that one, um, mm. which I, I wish it was a little bit more grittier. But overall, it was it was enjoyable. Um, I liked the villain in the second season more than I did the first because they were uh-huh. it was he was a little bit more on equal footing and a little bit more vicious than uh, Luke Cage. What was Luke Cage's uh, uh, name? Well, I mean, Luke Cage, obviously, but he went by another name. I think it was Power Man. Yeah, yeah, Power Man. Power Man, Man yeah. yeah. Right yeah. on. And, you know, and that was, I guess that was short for Black Power Man or something. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but but definitely like check out the Luke Cage soundtrack. Check out, um, I think it's 12 Reasons to Die by Ghostface. Okay. And you, you'll, you'll hear the bulk of his music and, and not the bulk of his music, but you'll get a sense of his music through those, um, those beats. Yeah, hook, hook that up in the, the pod debrief on Discord so that the audience can, you know, uh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll drop, I'll drop, I'll drop some YouTube clips and videos and whatnots. Yeah. Well, cool. All yeah. right. What else we got in the docket today? Are we? Are uh, we done? That's well, it. That's it. We go, we're moving on. <laughs> we're gonna tie this one off. Yeah, we're gonna tie this one off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, but be clear, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Real. <laughs> but you should watch the show. That's right. Yep. That's right. Where is Bond? Where, <laughs> where's Bond, son? Where's Bond? Truth God. Truth hey, man, who my killer tape Bond? at, yo? Yeah. <laughs> who my killer tape at, yo? Right. Anyway. All right. Um, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Remember, tell your homies about us. Uh, 20% discount when we reach 100 subscribers. All right. Remember that. <laughs> For all y'all, not just the subscribers, but everybody. Once we hit a hundred, telling you, man, twenty percent discount in the shop. Link is in the banner. You know how this shit works. <laughs> all right. shit, y'all son. got him angry. That's right, y'all got him angry. That's right. Round me up, son. Round me up. Until next time, homies. Peace and konnichiwa, bitches. The captain is a tyrant and I no longer obey. I'm sick of taking orders from the madman in command. So let's stop him on an island and leave him in the sand. Cause it's a mutiny. It's a mutiny. It's a mutiny. And now we're taking over the ship. 
It's a mutant.